0: Welcome to the Feather Desert, a podcast all about desert bird feeding in the southwestern region of the United States. Welcome to the Feather Desert, everyone. I'm Kirsten, and Cheryl is with me today. And we are going to be talking about owls in the city. Yes, I said owls in the city, burrowing owls and relocation. That's what we're going to be talking about today. I kind of liked this one. I kind of like this one. I was the one who wrote this one. So I really like this one. It's a fun one. Um, So with constant human expansion in the Phoenix Valley, it's rare for our small feathered neighbors to get any kind of consideration. But burrowing owls have become an exception to this truth. Through the hard work of some of our local institutions, these raptors are getting some help surviving the rapidly changing environment. And Cheryl is going to introduce us to this little owl.
1: Yes. So we're going to go ahead and meet the burrowing owl. For those of you who do not know about burrowing owls, let's start with an introduction. These are durnural, diurnal, 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 diurnal.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) You mixed up the N. That's Okay. Okay.
1: Um, Ground-dwelling owls that stand about 9 to 11 inches tall. So that means that they're um, daytime. Daytime.
0: Diurnal does mean that they are active during the day. Okay.
1: They are brown, tan, white with long skinny legs and yellow eyes. They're absolutely adorable. really are. They make their home underground utilizing abandoned burrows made by prairie dogs, ground squirrels, foxes, or badgers. And they are found in the desert and grassland areas of western um, North America and the drier regions of Su- Central and South America. I didn't know they went that far. I didn't know that either until I started doing this research. They live ye- year-round in the middle of the range, including here in Arizona, but will migrate north for spring and summer and over winter in the south. There is also an established population in Florida that lives there year-round. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't really know how they
0: ended up in Florida, but they're
1: there and they live year-round. Burrowing owls are capable of flight, but they spend most of their time on the ground. They are excellent hunters, catching and killing their prey with their talons. And they eat mostly large insects, but will also eat mice, rats, gophers, small reptiles, and amphibians they will rest on a perch and glide silently down to catch their prey unawares they are most active at dawn and dusk but will hunt during the day when needed super fun fact they make a hissing noise that sounds just like a rattlesnake's rattle okay kirsten how did they get to phoenix
0: yes that's the big question is how did burrowing owls come to be in phoenix in the first place Well, burrowing owls prefer habitat that is open with low ground cover and often do best when that habitat is next to agricultural land. For those of you who have been in the Phoenix Valley a while, you know that that does not, did not, describe any portion of central Arizona until fairly recently. But with the introduction of the central Arizona project, all of that changed. So since the Central Arizona Project diverted water from the Colorado River and ushered it through central and southern Arizona, it altered the habitat around it. And that invited wildlife in that had previously avoided this area because it was dry and there was no water and they couldn't live here. So once we took that water through, it changed that habitat. So wildlife such as foxes, ground squirrels, and others that dig burrows, upon which, of course, the burrowing owls rely, were welcomed in. And as those other animals came in, the burrowing owl followed because now they had a place to live. So, yay, it seems that for once, our meddling with nature may have actually helped another species other than ourselves. (laughs) But what we really did was create a trap for the burrowing owls. So we offered them land and a place to live, but then we trapped them in it, essentially. Because when more and more development ate up the open landscape and agriculture's areas with suburbs that grew up around the Central Arizona Project... Um, we uh, trapped them inside. We enclosed the burrowing owls inside, and so now they're stuck in the middle. So during that development, bulldozers, they would just go through, and they killed many of the colonies because they had no idea what to look for. So people never even knew that they were there. Now, right now, I hear our loyal listeners and fellow bird lovers groaning in sync, but do not lose all hope. People did come together and devised a plan to help these amazing owls. Arizona Game and Fish, the City of Phoenix, and a nonprofit organization called Wild at Heart band together and came up with a solution. And Cheryl is going to tell us about the first step in that solution.
1: Hopefully, with no big words. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, there shouldn't be any big words in this one. <laughs> all right,
1: relocate the burrowing owls. Uh, to relocate the burrowing owls to new areas of suitable habitat. Um, that statement makes it sound easy, but it's not. This process has many steps and many obstacles to overcome. And one of the first problems was making sure people knew this was a problem. If developers didn't know they were killing these birds, or, or how to identify areas where these birds might be, uh, we'd destroy the entire Phoenix Valley population. To get the word out, the local chapters of the National Audubon Society were enlisted. They began educating the public, which brought awareness and pressures on developers. And then, eight, Arizona Fishing Game spearheaded the formation of the Arizona Burrowing Owl Working Group. This group utilizes federal, state, local, and nonprofit rehabbers, volunteers, city and county planners, and private developers. Boy, it certainly takes a village to it save does. an owl, doesn't it? To help. Uh, Project planners address what to look for and how to help burrowing owls on the land that is scheduled to be developed. The burrowing owl is protected under the Migratory Bird Act Treaty. And if developers flatten land without following some precautions, they face face state and federal penalties. To avoid these penalties, the Arizona Burrowing Owl Working Group developed guidelines to help builders this didn't just help the developers, though, it also helped keep the burrowing owls alive. And the Arizona Burrowing Owl Group currently has training classes for volunteers who want to learn how to identify burrowing owl activity at development sites. You can, you can become a certified inspector, and when someone in the, a specific area contacts a surveyor, You are also contacted to accompany them to inspect the area for burrowing owl activity. How cool. Yeah,
0: I thought that was pretty fascinating. And that's uh, step one.
1: Yes, I thought we were done. Right, no, that's just (laughs)
0: step one in relocating them. So
1: Kirsten's got step two.
0: So step two, now that we know there is a problem and we've decided relocation is the best hope, how exactly do we do it? The biggest problem with relocating the owls is their need for pre-built burrows. These small owls cannot build their own burrows. One of the volunteers at the nonprofit raptor rescue organization called Wild at Heart had a wild idea. We'll build them artificial burrows that can be placed in a suitable habitat. This idea was met with much laughter and skepticism at first. But Greg Clark, an engineer and a volunteer at Wild at Heart said, I'll make it work. And he did. He developed an artificial burrowing system that was economical and, with more volunteer help, was feasible to build. Now, a temporary staging area for relocated burrowing owls exists at the headquarters of Wild at Heart in Cave Creek. When they get a call, they capture the owls with low-stress traps and bring them to this area until a suitable area can be found for permanent relocation.
1: Okay, so step three, I guess? Yes. Step three is a permanent home. Burrowing owls are social raptors, so a new site for their home has to have space as well as burrows, easy access to water, and readily available food sources. In an area with some of the fastest growing human population in the country, where do we relocate these special birds? That was the next obstacle to overcome, and Arizona Game and Fish and Wild at Heart turned to the City of Phoenix for help. City planners and the Maricopa Audubon Society came up with a great idea. Let's utilize land already set aside for a nature preserve that has water running through it, low-growing desert shrubs, ample space, and other wildlife. So the Rio Salado Park, specifically the Rio Salado Habitat Restoration Area, there are now four designated areas in the park that have relocated burrowing owls living there studies are still going on but it looks like they are flourishing what we have here is a mostly happy ending but we still have a lot of work to do because we are running out of places to relocate these owls other institutions such as asu are also getting involved in offering areas for relocation and students to monitor the new settlements new sites have also been designated in levine santan and maricopa And our rate of suburbanization has not slowed down. Kirsten?
0: So the other question is where can I see burrowing owls in Mm -hmm. the Phoenix Valley? Because most of you are going, I didn't even know we had these birds here. So in the Rio Salado Habitat Restoration, sorry, yes, that's a lot of words all at one time. Rio Salado Habitat Restoration Area, there are established colonies near the 7th Street and the 16th Street locations and just a couple days ago my husband and i actually went out there to go and see them reluctantly we did not get any sightings of these burrowing owls but it's super easy to get there there are parking spaces to visit the rio salado park right there at 7th street and 16th street you can park right in there and you just walk it was maybe maybe a mile mile and a half not far at all there's a paved walkway so if you have a stroller or you're in a wheelchair um it's easy to get to and they're literally right there like right off the path they're like two to five feet from you (laughs) so literally right there um you can also see uh these guys at the Scottsdale Community College campus which I thought was very interesting and bizarre. (laughs) maybe that'll be the next place that I try to go see them uh the Veterans Oasis Park um San Giro or San Giro Park in Gilbert which I also thought was kind of odd and um also, of course, if you're going out and you're a big hiker in different areas, if you're in an area with the nearby water and low shrubs, keep your eyes out for a little tiny bur- brown bird sitting on the ground, and you might still be able to see them in untouched areas, and these are groups that have not been relocated. And I know that, Cheryl, you were telling me something about ASU campus or something. Yeah. That they, they have they some have colonies new
1: campus, there? Um, um, Mesa, the Poly... Is it the poly- Polytechnic or something like that? Yeah, Polytechnic campus. Okay. Yeah. And
0: they, did they, they just recently relocated, relocated some there, right? They relocated some
1: burrowing owls there, and they're establishing um, habitat for them.
0: Awesome. So I do know that Desert Rivers Autobahn um, is, is associated with that one. So you can check their um, website. Yes. And they will tell you they often will do uh, tours and take you out at the right time of day uh, to see the ASU birds and so then the other question is I want to go out and see these guys and this is what my husband and I did too out at the Rio Salado like when should we go well in our hotter months as pretty much everything here you really want to go super early and in Rio Salado opens at dawn they have those gates open to get into the parking lot at like 5 a.m so in the hotter months these birds are going to be more active during dawn and dusk even though they are diurnal they are active during the day but just like us I mean it's hot who wants to be outside in the middle of the heat but during the winter months, you could see them all day. You could go all day and you might be able to see them. So, some owl watching etiquette. Um, humans walking by the colonies, especially at Rio Salado, they generally don't disturb the burrowing owls, but be respectful of these small birds. Uh, give them a wide berth. Remember, you're visiting them in their backyard. So bring binoculars, I mean like, I said we we got there we thought they were gonna be way farther away I mean they're literally five feet from the thing but if you want to get a really good look at their eyes and all up close bring your binoculars and then you can see them super super up close without having to get um, close to them and and bothering them if you're taking pictures remember your telephoto lens but don't use a flash if you have pets that like to hike um, or you'd like to take them along with you always keep them on a leash and uh, dog and cat attacks can be devastating to these little birds. I say cats because some people do take their cats on walks. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, follow all the park rules if you're visiting one of them in our public parks. On a final note, this story does give me hope for us living with our treasured wildlife, but this is not the end of the story. Relocating these birds really shouldn't be our final solution. We need to do better at finding areas that we designate as their own lands that will never be developed on so generations of these owls can can remain free of our interference.